Hello and greetings, friends. It is the weekend of Sunday, October the 29th. Hope that you all and yours are doing well. What does it take for us to quit on God? How much or how little pressure does the devil need to use on us for us to start doubting and giving up on God? Does our faith wilt when any obstacle comes our way? So today we're going to see faith in action. God is going to show us some characteristics of what faith looks like. So we just dive right into Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the houses where he was staying were was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. And while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. And then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of, of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up pick up your mat and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed, praising God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Mark tells us that Jesus was able to see their faith in verse five. After seeing their faith, Jesus responded by healing the man and forgiving the man of his sins. And we're going to spend a couple of sermons on this. But today I want to to focus on the four men and the paralyzed man and the faith that Jesus could see. So, But before we unpack this, a couple of thoughts. First of all, the way that Jesus saw their faith was in their actions. James chapter 2, 17 says, Faith, if it does not have works, is dead. Real faith in Jesus will always produce some kind of works, some type of action that honors him and others. Through the acts of these men, we see faith at work. Another thought comes from Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6 says this, It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who, who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. These men who brought their friend to Jesus are examples of what faith is and what faith does. We also see that Jesus responds to their faith. From these men and their act of faith in Jesus, we see six characteristics of their faith that we should have as part of our faith in Christ. When Jesus saw their faith, what kind of faith did Jesus see? And what kind of faith should Jesus see in us? First of all, we are to have a compassionate faith. The word compassion is not used here, but is seen. At some point, these men had a conversation. They heard about Jesus being in town. They had heard about what Jesus could do. Perhaps one of these men, and maybe all four, had been healed by Jesus in the previous days or weeks leading up to this. By this time, Jesus had already healed hundreds of people. 
But somewhere in, in the town, these men began to care about this paralyzed man. They started having sympathy, empathy, and eventually it moved to compassion. Whenever true compassion is born, action will follow. So let's pause for just a moment. This paralyzed man was already a rich man. He may not, may not have had a lot of money or lived in a big house, but he did have four people in his life who loved him enough to care for him and to do what they're about to do. He had something that money couldn't buy. He had the love and compassion of these men in his life. God was about to do an incredible work in this man's life because his friends loved him. God loves to work in the atmosphere of love and compassion. During the time of of Jesus, the sick, the injured, the elderly were often left to kind of fend for themselves unless they had family or friends to take care of them. Their acts of care are acts of compassion. To help someone who is unable to help themselves is compassion. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion. Which seems that then compassion is a choice. We choose to love and we choose to care. Like putting on a shirt, we put on compassion. We roll up our sleeves and we help. We sit down, we listen, we, we pick up, we help out, we cook, we clean. Anyone who lovingly has taken care of a sick child understands compassion. Those who have had to take care of elderly parents know what compassion looks like. But when we take compassion and faith and put them together, then we have a powerful force that's ready and willing to do anything for the glory of God. When Jesus saw the compassion and the love of these men, Jesus was seeing their faith in action. Secondly, we are to have a persistent faith. Somewhere out in the town, the four men were having a conversation about Jesus. One of them had an idea. Hey, why don't we get uh, Matt here and take him to see Jesus and see if Jesus will heal him? So these four men go to Matt and tell him their plan, and, and Matt likes it, agrees to it. But this is maybe this could have been Matt's idea. He could have told one of these men that he, he could have gone to get the others, and they agreed you know, this was worth a shot to get to get something, to put Matt on it and carry him through the town where they heard Jesus was staying. They get there. There's a crowd packed inside the house. And there's a crowd packed around the house, listening to Jesus through the door, through the windows. Luke tells us that they tried to take him inside of Jesus. They, they probably tapped you know, some people on the shoulder. Excuse me, we're trying to get this man to Jesus. The crowd would not budge. As Jesus was teaching, they may have told them to be quiet or told him they could see Jesus later after he was done teaching. Whatever reason, the crowd would not let them in through. This was not going to stop them. You know why? Because they had persistent faith. They were convinced that Jesus could do something, and they were going to get this man to Jesus one way or another. One of them noticed some some stairs going up the side of the house. Very common. One of them probably said, hey, let's go up those stairs and on the roof and let's dig a hole through the roof and let's let him to Jesus. They all looked at each other and said, that's a great idea. So they took the man up the outside stairs. When they get to the top of the flat roof, they knew that they were going to have to dig through about two feet of wood, dirt, grass, sticks. You know why they didn't change their mind or quit? Because they had persistent faith. They started digging a hole through the roof. I don't know what they, what they started digging with. There could have been something on the roof they could have used, and, and, and if, if not, they started tearing up the roof with their hands. Debris started falling inside the house. It interrupted whatever Jesus was saying. The pompous religious leaders who were there to trap Jesus were dusting off the dirt, off their nice clothes, but these men just kept digging until they had a hole in the roof big enough to lower this man down to Jesus. 
So they lowered the man through the roof and onto the floor in front of Christ. What got that man to that place at that moment? What was it? It was persistent faith. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twelve that from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. That does not mean we're going to force Jesus on others or we're going to be mean and arrogant with the gospel. What it means is we're going to find that when we get involved in bringing people to Christ, we're going to be swimming upstream, walking into the wind, climbing uphill. And the forces of darkness are going to try to put as many obstacles and roadblocks in our way. We will have to be persistent, determined, and forcefully advance the gospel through, this, through sin, through darkness, rebellion, and the selfishness of this world. Well, I don't know enough about the Bible to tell people about Jesus. Well, then let's get learning. Let's move the gospel forward. Well, I can't go on that mission trip. I don't have enough money. So let's go raise some money or let's work for that money. Let's cut back on expenses. Let's move the gospel forward. Well, I don't know how I can help others and minister to others. Well, let's find out. Let's take a hard look at what spiritual gifts God has given us and the experiences we have gone through. And what are we passionate about when it comes to ministry? Let's move the gospel forward. When Jesus saw the persistence of these men, he was seeing their faith in action. Number three, we're, we're to have a creative faith. A faith that truly believes that Christ is the only way will be, will be inventive. Faith will find a way. Again, at verse four, Mark tells us they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they quit, they gave up, went home. They just decided to pray about it. They sat outside waiting, hoping that they could see Jesus. No, Mark tells us they got creative. They got inventive, resourceful, innovative. Mark says they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. We're not told whose idea it was, but faith understands that there's more than one way. If we can't get Jesus to Jesus through the front door, then we're going to go up through the, to, through the roof. Sometimes we'll have to do something a little creative and a little drastic to get people to Jesus. Sometimes doing ministry as normal doesn't reach people. Faith will drive us out of the box of comfort. But let me be clear, this is not being creative for creative sake. If these four men had arrived at the house where Jesus was and and could have walked through the front door, then they would have walked through the front door. They had to be creative because the normal way of getting this man to Jesus wasn't going to happen. When Jesus saw their creativity of their faith, Jesus was seeing their faith in action. Fourth, fourthly, we're to have courageous faith. We must have courageous faith if we plan on reaching people for Christ. Mark tells us in verse 4 that these men dug a hole through the roof. They dug a big hole enough to lower a man through it. They didn't ask permission. They just started digging. Now, I can imagine that the foreman on the roof thought about the owner being mad and maybe someone getting upset with them digging through the roof. But they did it anyway. Because whenever God moves someone and places them on our heart to share Christ with them, whether it's a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a perfect stranger... It always takes courage. One other thing. These men knew the difference between the value of a roof and the value of a person. They understood that fixing a roof is a lot easier than fixing a person. These men could repair the roof, but only Jesus could repair the man. We do our part, and Jesus does everything. When Jesus saw the courage of their faith, Jesus was seeing their faith in action. Fifthly, we're to have a sacrificial faith. Somebody would have to pay for the roof and fix it. And that would take time, labor, and expense. A faith that brings Christ's power to the world is is always willing to pay the price. 
I'm assuming these men who tore up the roof were willing to pay for the damage, the damages and have them repaired. To them, the value of the paralyzed man was much more than the value of the roof. Faith in Jesus leads to sacrifice. And as a person of faith, we are, we are willing to pay the financial sacrifice to spread the gospel. We are willing to sacrifice time to advance the gospel. And we are willing to give up this and that for the sake of God's kingdom. When Jesus saw their sacrifices in their faith and what they were willing to do, he saw their faith in action. And sixthly, we're to have a unified faith. Look closely at verse 5. Mark tells us Jesus saw their faith. Jesus didn't say he saw the man's faith, but, but the men's faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he saw the faith of all five men. I think too, too often we think that it's just the faith of, of, of the four caring. No, he saw their faith, all of them. He saw the faith of five men. They had all had faith, and specifically Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. We don't become a son of God and have our sins forgiven based on someone else's faith. They all had faith. We're not told about the level of faith that they had, but we're told that Jesus could see their faith. The Bible talks about some people who have great faith, Matthew chapter 8, chapter 15. Others who had very little faith, Matthew chapter 6, chapter 8. While others who have weak faith, Romans 14, regardless of what level of faith they had, it was enough. They combined their faith, they rolled up their sleeves, one on one, 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 on one corner, another on another corner, another on another. In faith, they picked him up, they carried him through town. In faith, they tried to get him through the crowd. <clears throat> in faith, they went up the stairs. In faith, they dug a hole through the roof. And in faith, they lowered him to Jesus. And as they unified their faith, they were positioning themselves to see a miracle. We all start out spiritually paralyzed. Before I came to Jesus, I could not walk spiritually. I was lost. Sin still had me paralyzed from the head down. But I had grandmothers who prayed for me as she picked up a corner of my mat. I had a a mother and a father read the Bible and took me to church and pray for me sent me to Christian camps. They picked up a corner of the mat. And then there were these men in my life's friends, ministries in college. They picked this spiritually paralyzed sinner up and carried me through the town of, of bad memories, past the crowd of criticism, up the stairs of hope, and they lowered me through the roof of truth. And they were able to lay me at the feet of Jesus so that Jesus could say to me, my child, your sins are forgiven. You see, God used their unified faith to bring me to Jesus and God used my individual faith as well. So let me ask some questions. Can our faith be seen? Is it real faith? Does it produce action, compassion, courage, sacrifice? Is it persistent? And are we joining our faith with others? Are we a part of a team that's moving the gospel forward? A compassionate faith is convinced that Jesus can and will help the person we care about. A persistent faith does not give up because of obstacles. A creative faith is innovative, resourceful. It's, it's comfortable thinking and acting outside the box. A courageous faith is brave enough to do what others would not. A sacrificial faith is willing to pay the price for God's glory. And a unified faith is the combination of several believers joining their faith together to accomplish the mission. Amen. And God bless.